The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 487. Over half of all the turkeys produced in the U.S. come from just four states. What states are they? Lightning struck in an open plain, and we forgot this old city's name. See your breath on window pane. Let's just talk till it strikes again on my way through. I saw you on my way through. All right, I thought Heather was looking at my screen. Well, she was, oh, but she goodness. she wasn't looking for the answer. No, that's okay. You were looking because you wanted to reread the question. So let me repeat the question for everyone else in case you didn't get it. Over half of all the turkeys produced, and that's a weird word to say produced, but that is, I played with that for a little bit, and it just <laughs> that was the word you had to use. Produced in the U.S. come from just four states, and in fact, couldn't were, you say raised? I, I was going to say wild. Raised. They're raised on farms. Well, probably I mean, most both. turkey that people are eating isn't are not are, really are wild. Farms. Yeah, raised. Um, then okay, would probably be better. Over half of all the turkeys <laughs> raised in the U.S. come go. from just four states, and in fact, honestly, there's two that are the, uh, the three and four are. Yeah, okay, I get it. They're on there because they make up a little bit, but uh, the top two, two main producers are the top two. Producers, yes, producers. Razors. Razors. <laughs> <laughs> Farmed farmers. Uh, wow, so, we are really, really messing this so, one up. And, uh, well, here you go, Hath. I, I mean, take a guess. I, I don't even know where to, to begin. That's why I was kind of stumped by the question. Um, I really have take no idea. Take a guess, idea. and I'll, I, this probably won't help you, but it might help other people out there. But give me your guess yeah, without, without a hint. West Virginia. Okay, West Virginia not on the list. Uh. <laughs> and, and here's the other thing about these states is they're not all next to each other either. I thought maybe it would be, oh, there's a pocket where turkeys, like this climate is just awesome for turkeys. Uh, no, they're kind of spread out a little bit. Um, this might help some people out there. The one state is home to Jenny O, which is the second biggest turkey producer, let's call it that, in the U.S. And the other state is home to Butterball, which is the number one turkey producer. I mean, are people supposed, is this common knowledge? I don't the think Butterball so. state? I have no, no. idea. All right. I, if you guys get this, good for you. <laughs> number one with 18% of all turkeys is Minnesota, and that is home to Jenny O, the second biggest producer. And number two is... I don't know why I didn't give the drum roll for Minnesota, but I thought it was more applicable here because it is North Carolina. Is it? Okay. Home of Butterball. And in fact, $848 million of turkeys a year from North Carolina. So it might not have the most turkeys, but it has the most expensive turkeys. Not sure why. Very interesting statistics today. Turkey <laughs> production trivia here on the EPOP podcast. And we're talking turkeys, of course, because we're talking Thanksgiving thanks. Heth, this is a question you might know a little better because your memory is good. What was the first year that we released our Thanksgiving thanks podcast? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, 2015. Oh, close. I was about ready to give you the clapping. No, other way. 2014. 2014. This is our eighth year in a wow. row of releasing our Thanksgiving Thanks podcast. Okay. And yeah, it took me a little digging to actually figure this out. Um, because what year did we start the podcast? 2013. 2013. So literally the second year. Yes, the second year. So we've been to eight years in a row is a long time. and uh, But we love it. And we actually, even though we're in the midst of changing up the podcast, if you guys have been listening, you know we, we are doing seasons. The season that we are releasing at this point is the short-term rental season where we talk about our short-term rental journey. But you actually said to me the other day, and I had kind of forgotten about this, hey, we got to do our Thanksgiving Thanks podcast. We have to. We have, we have to. to. We love doing this podcast. I mean, I, I know that we say this about a lot of the podcasts that we record, but it, sh it really is one of our favorite ones because it gives us time to reflect over the year about things that we are thankful for. And Trav, you also kind of put a spin on it that they're unexpected things. It doesn't, I don't. 
I like I like to be unexpected. I like to go unexpected. I like to think about and say, all right, last Thanksgiving, what are some things that have happened in our life since that Thanksgiving, the past Thanksgiving, that I I wouldn't have thought would have happened or they they weren't on our calendar or weren't really planning them. And so on today's list, I actually go from the things that are maybe were more expected to the ones that we never could have guessed on on my list. So Okay, yeah. So we we both do it a little differently because while some of my things are unexpected, they're not all super unexpected. That's cool. That's cool. And the purpose of doing this was, A, as Heather mentioned, for us to reflect, but B, our whole goal too is if you're listening to this and maybe you're traveling for Thanksgiving this year, maybe you're not and you're just listening and this comes out right before Thanksgiving, uh, is to just give you some time to think on what your last year has been like and what are some things that you are thankful for. So we like to do it for ourselves, but also hopefully it inspires you or motivates you to take some time, 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes, sit down and give yourself some space to think about that. Because usually it takes us about 30 to 45 minutes to to kind of come up with our list. And then of course, now we're recording it. And so that's another 30, 45 minutes. So Heth, um, I had eight, you had seven, but I, right. st- I still want you to start. Okay. I want you to start because my eighth is one that if you are a veteran of the show and you've listened to all our Thanksgiving thanks ones, you might know what I'm going to end with. It's become a little bit of a tradition here on the Thanksgiving thanks podcast. So it's really... I'm for, not even sure what it is. It's I, for both I'm feeling like my brain is foggy today for some reason because I'm not as... Not even on tryptophan. You haven't uh, even eaten the turkey <laughs> I yet. Know. But I also don't always listen to our podcast, so... All right. Well, it'll be a surprise to you as well. Yeah, it might be. Maybe I'll think of it uh, as we're recording. Right. But So you lead us off. So I have seven, and I, they're not really necessarily in any particular order from best to greatest or anything like that. So I guess I will start. From best to greatest. I like that. <laughs> from best to greatest. This is best, but this is the greatest. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to start with, with number one. And... Well, this one is the one that I was referencing. It's not necessarily un- unexpected, but in a year and a half of a pandemic, I am really thankful for the health and wellness of our family and friends. And I know that that's pretty cliche, cliche to say when you're thinking about Thanksgiving and what you're thankful for, but we've had a lot of people um, even get COVID in our family and come through fine with no lasting effects, which is really wonderful because I know not everybody can say the same thing. And also my mom had some health issues this year. Um, and she has just had a surgery to help her heart with putting a defibrillator and pacemaker in. So, you know, that just happened and she's recovering from that. And we're hoping that it will help her to, have more blood pumping in through her heart and and things like that. So, I mean, it was just kind of a year where there were some issues with health. And so I'm even more thankful that people are doing well in our family and all of our loved ones. Yeah, if ever there was a year for it not to be cliche, and, I, and cliche isn't bad. So, I mean, thanking for the health and safety of our loved ones, great. But if ever there was a year that wasn't cliche, it would be now because we have experienced stuff that no one before us have ever experienced in the last year and a half. Um, my first one, and again, mine kind of go, they do go. They go in order of, all right, I could expect this, but I'm thankful for okay. it. Or semi-expect this to this is was totally unplanned, but pretty Got awesome. It. Got it. But the best and greatest. Um Kids getting on a schedule. So, I almost put this same thing. <laughs> you know, we we talk a lot in the podcast, especially recently on in, and on Instagram and everything, a lot about our lifestyle. And a lot of you have been super thankful for that and, and have sent us really awesome comments about kind of pulling the curtain back even more on our life. Um, we have two young kids, four and two. Last year when we recorded this podcast, they were not on a schedule. They were not going to school yet. We we had just kind of moved down here and we're starting to look for stuff. And now they are on more of a schedule where they are going to an awesome preschool and an awesome uh, daycare. Now, I should say the last three weeks hasn't been much of a schedule because with like 
basically broke his foot, then he was sick, then Hattie was sick. But we are just super thankful for getting a little more structured with their schedule, which then allows us to do some of the things that we want to do, like record podcasts, like run these businesses um, and things like that. So super thankful we were able to find not only an awesome place for them to go, but we also have an amazing, amazing person, Miss Allison, if you're listening, Mm -hmm. who comes over and gets to spend time with them. They get to spend time with her too. And um, that has just opened up a lot of doors that we have needed because when we moved here, we didn't have the support that we had before when it came to uh, family close by and people who could come and watch a kid spur the moment. So super thankful for those opportunities here in North Carolina. Yes, that is definitely something to be very thankful for. Along with that is my number two, which is the new friends that we met this year and two different families specifically. Number, well, the first one I had, not that their one is better than the other, but the first They're both family, the best and greatest. <laughs> the first family, only because we met them first this year, is um, Isabel and Rodrigo and their five beautiful children. Yes, five children. We met them in Costa Rica and they became what we refer to as our Argentinian family. They are not from Costa Rica. They are in fact from Argentina and they were staying at the same in the same condo building as us and they were there for they were there months. for about three months and we were too. So we overlapped right. for we about overlapped. two of those months. And they have their youngest is the same exact age as Whitaker. They have like both of their birthdays are in October. So literally the same age. And while most of them spoke really good English, Pedro, who's the three-year-old now, he's four, uh, did not speak very much English, but he's still, him and Whit became really good friends. As Whit likes to say, <laughs> Pedro's in my crew. In his crew. Um, and then the older kids, ranging um, in age from three to 17. You know, in Argentina, they they learn English as a second language. And most of them, I mean, they all spoke English really well. And so they all hung out with us. And, you know, it was just a great experience. And we love them. And we're going to see them again in the new year as well. We're all going to go back to Costa Rica. So that was just really cool to, to travel again and to meet people. And then just like literally create more community around the world. So yeah, it was a really special time. I got surf lessons from uh, <laughs> from from the older kids and and Papa Rodrigo, the dad, <laughs> and uh, Pedro, the little guy, taught Wit how to swim. And so if you ask him Seriously. to this day, yeah. Wit, who taught you how to swim? He says Pedro. Um, <laughs> so it it was a really special time, and it made our time in Costa Rica one of the reasons we kept extending our time there was because we had met them and we just we did everything together and it, again it yeah it was nice to be able to build bonds with other families but also other families from different cultures and from around the world that you know that will be long lasting bonds because sometimes when you travel and you meet people you hope oh i'm going to i hope i see these guys again i hope we stay connected well we we actually did throughout the year we'd be whatsapping them and calling them and sending messages and the kids would be sending messages so it was great that that continued on as a bond um Speaking of surfing, one of the things that I'm thankful for is surfing. I re-listened to our last Thanksgiving Thanks episode from last year, and I brought up the fact that I was learning a new skill, surfing, and Heather kind of joked. It was like, oh, are you really surfing? Because uh, at that point, I had had no lessons, and I was basically out paddling around on a board, which is fun. Um, the reason I put it on this year, and a reason it's a little bit unexpected to me is that a lot of times I dive really deep into something and then I might move on to something else. So for me to keep a hobby for an entire year and to really um, invest in it, both time and money and getting teachers and stuff like that, uh, it's been great. And to learn a new skill as an adult isn't always something we push ourselves to do, especially for me learning a new physical skill. You know, I might learn education and and, you know, push myself mentally and read books and things like that. But a new physical school is really cool to yeah, do as I mean, an adult. Surfing is hard. I also had a couple surf lessons when we were in Costa Rica. And while it's super fun, I really only did it with an instructor. So the fun part is when you can actually get up and ride the wave and without an instructor telling me when to go and maybe even giving me a push into the wave. I don't know that I would just get out there like Trav does all the time. 
waiting and waiting and waiting for the perfect wave and then maybe only catching like one or two or three good waves in a whole one hour or two hour session. Especially here it in North Carolina. It takes a lot of patience. In, yes. In Costa Rica, obviously the waves are more consistent and better. Yeah, and yeah. so it makes it easier to go out and ride some here. There's a decent amount of waiting. Yeah. So I applaud you for that. And you really have developed a skill because, I mean, you can you can actually surf now, whereas last year you'd only <laughs> yes. done it a couple times I mean, and had had no lessons. Yes. So you like, you know, you can you get out there and you surf. So that's really cool. Yep. Yep. I mean, everything's relative, but I go out with a smile on my face. And even yesterday in not great conditions, I went out and caught a few waves by myself and they were good rides. And so. I'm looking out the window right now at the waves and they are huge and it's very windy. So I won't go out today, but yeah, it's really, I, I'm super thankful for learning a new skill and getting to a point where I feel comfortable going out myself and, and being able to do it, even if obviously I can't do it as good as the 12 year olds who go out in a pack right around our house and are ripping it. It's, I can still do it. Gotcha. All right. My number three is really just a shout out to you, Trav. And while it's not unexpected that you have passions and obsessions. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's the least yes. unexpected thing on this podcast that we'll say. But it is unexpected this year that we increased our real estate portfolio. And I mean, I, I, maybe that isn't unexpected, but what we acquired was unexpected, which I'm referring to the cottages. And basically what I'm thankful for is Trav and his passions that lead to our real estate investments and the foresight that you have with those. Because if, you know, I'm not, as we joke around that you are part of, you are in charge of the acquisitions of our <laughs> Sherry head holdings. Of, head of acquisitions, um, I like to refer to myself yes. as. Uh, and we joke around, but that really is what we've developed our jobs to be this year, that you like to acquire the properties. And then I like to, you know, design style and stage them. So I just think that I'm a starter. You're a finisher. Yeah. Well, and that's true in, in all cases of our, all of our lives that we've learned these things about each other, working together over the past, you know, 10 solid years together as entrepreneurs. And I just want to say that, you know, Trav has these big dreams, right? But he also then strategically plans how to make them happen. And I, if it was left up to me, like that wouldn't happen because I'm not a big dreamer and I also get overwhelmed with like the big picture dreaming and planning that Trav does. So he, he does that big picture dreaming, but then he's also really strategic in making it happen. Now, again, he's not so strong in the finishing of the project. Like he's already moved on from this acquisition of the cottages to like 10 other maybe more ideas. Case in point, <laughs> case in point, right before we sat down to record this, Heather doesn't even know. Uh, my my phone was ringing and it was our realtor, Tim, in the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee. And I don't know what he's calling about. And I couldn't be more excited to like see if he writes a message when I've done this because we are looking at this crazy 24 acre, nine unit, $2.4 million property uh, that's that's way bigger than anything we've done. And so that's case in point. The dreams are what I thrive <laughs> on and just the uh, ideas yeah, but of then, what could be. Yeah, but then they work out. And that's what's also I'm super thankful for because, you know, it was really unexpected that we got these cottages. So unexpected that, you know, we were driving past them and well, Trav was driving past it and I was not with him and he saw the sign for sale up like as soon as they posted it immediately. And then Within 48 hours, we had, we had, we were under contract. Right. So I'm just saying like, that was completely unexpected. And you were like, oh, hey, we're going to, we have an appointment this morning in like one hour to meet with our realtor. And I was like, wait, what? What's even happening? So sometimes the the pace is really fast and it's very unexpected with real estate. Sometimes what pops up in this market. So getting the cottages and, and really just Travis. Just Travis, I'm thankful uh, for. You can see, thank you. I, I've got some love coming back your way. Oh, wow. I am I am sticking to my list, despite the fact that some of the things that you mentioned, I will be bringing up too. Uh, but I'm sticking to my list. And I think there's a difference. There's a few spins on what we've talked about. Um, oh my goodness. Also, I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but when I was talking about my new friends, I didn't even okay. Well, the well, here, okay. That this I is had. I had two sets fine, of friends fine. that we met. Don't mention it. I don't it. know how that happened. Stop, stop, <laughs> stop. Let it be serendipitous because my next one is friends old and new. And 
this isn't unexpected, of course. We expect to to meet new people, but who we met was unexpected. And uh, when it comes to the old friends, I'll start with them. What was, again, not unexpected to me, but I'm super thankful for, was a lot of our friends uh, rallying behind our decision to move here to North Carolina. You know, obviously it's, you know, it's not like their life ends because we move. I'm not saying that, but it's always difficult to have friends move away. And it was difficult for us to move away from them. But it was super awesome how supportive people were when we made the decision and how helpful they were when we went back in June to pack up our life in Philadelphia, you know, that we had been nesting there for 12, 13, 14 years and uh, and move down here. So a few specific people, my mom, I'm always super thankful for her, but driving me to the U-Haul place multiple times and really <laughs> like being a bulldog because we, we had a very hard time getting a U-Haul because everyone else was moving. So she was like as adamant that we were getting this U-Haul as I was. Uh, my two buddies, Nar, I know you'll never listen to a podcast because you always joke about listening to podcasts, but you never will. Uh, and Panetta for, for really coming and helping us move napkins as well. Just being there on the actual moving days when we did get a U-Haul and had to move tons of stuff, like just a 26-foot U-Haul jam-packed with stuff. Couldn't have done it without them. Uh, you know, our 38-year-old bodies aren't what they used to be. So we were actually going to get movers, Heth, but we didn't because we couldn't find movers. So uh, a bunch of our friends, including your sister, Julie, who was invaluable when it came to sorting stuff, packing stuff, even after we left, making sure the house was fine because we were selling the house. Um, she cleaned it and and took stuff to Goodwill and, you know, just all the yeah. things. And then, you know, also our great friend Amy, who helped me pack day after day and then even came with us to North Carolina. That's right. That's and right. That's helped right. us unpack here. Which was totally unexpected because she lives in Africa. Yes. Yeah. So. And she was home for the summer and she ended up, ended up spending a lot of time with us, her and her two beautiful girls, um, Mafori and Amira. And they were just really great helping us with the kids and, and packing. And, and then again, you know, getting set up here in It North took Carolina. a village. It really did. To get us down here with all our stuff. The last part I want to shout out, because this was completely unexpected, is my buddy Cubes. I had a 26-foot U-Haul. I was driving it down to North Carolina. I have to pass Wilmington, Delaware, where he lives. Half an hour out of his house, away, you know, outside of his house, I was like, hey, man, I'm driving this U-Haul. You happen to want to, like, pop in and drive down to North Carolina with me? <laughs> he said, sure. He got in, spent two days down here, helped us unpack. So um, that was awesome and, and made the trip a lot more fun as well. Um, I believe the people, when we talk about our new friends, you mentioned the Argentinian family, which, which, um, I had on my list, but our other friends, Craig and Sarah and their little boy, Sam, who is right a little bit older than Hattie. Um, we uh, very unexpectedly met them. So our, most of our other friends here in North Carolina that we've met have been through our realtor, Danielle and Brett, who shouted out, or Danielle's our realtor and her husband, Brett, who shouted out last year. And they introduced us to some awesome people, Clinton Abbey, Sean and Christine. So we kind of had this little crew last year that, that we had met and we're starting to get to know pretty well. Craig and Sarah, we met haphazardly at the playground uh, it was what, had the Tuesday or Wednesday, middle of the day, they were there with their kids who were like, huh, you guys must have irregular jobs as well. And uh, come to find out that they own two of our favorite restaurants here in town as well. So it never hurts to have friends who make the best biscuits in the world and some of the best pies in the world as well. Um, and they have really become such amazing fast friends and we feel like we've known them forever. And it's just been a real blessing to have them in our lives um, especially because as entrepreneurs, they have a flexible schedule as well. So that's nice that we don't always have to work around work per se or yes. a regular work day. Yeah, yeah I, I couldn't have even said it better myself. And that was the other couple that I had on my list, which then you just parlayed into surfing. And I, you know, I should mention Craig also goes out and has and taught he does me to surf. surf. He does surf. So with you. and yep. has brought me different boards. Mm -hmm. So um, it's all getting tied up here in the it Thanksgiving sure Thanks episode. Yeah. So we are just so grateful for the new friends that we've made, and and especially here in North Carolina because it affects our everyday life. And you know we're social people, Trav especially, but you know both of us are pretty social. So we we like to have other people around. And if we didn't have any friends, uh, it would be pretty tough be to tough. be away from all of our friends and family in Philadelphia. There you go. See, I like how serendipitous that. I was coming into that. You missed it. I picked up right, right where you left there off. There you go. Uh, my number four is specifically 
and I guess it's unexpected, but it was also a bit intentional was that uh, we decided to basically make time slow down again for us because the pace of our year was very rapid in the beginning because we left actually we left in December of last year right before Christmas um, we left our beach house which is where we'd been been living and you know we decided to rent it out for the winter we went to Costa every time Rica. you say our beach house I it sounds so affluent but it really <laughs> well, is like now it's, now it's our, our house now it's our house house but you know at that point in time we it was just our beach house, like our, you know, investment property. And while we'd been living here, we've been renting out our home in Philadelphia. So we didn't have anywhere else to go. So we went to Travis parents for Christmas. And then we, we, we went and we spent three months in Costa Rica, which was amazing. But then we came back to North Carolina only for six weeks. Then we left again for, you know, 12 weeks. So, and in that time we're moving, transitioning, selling real estate, buying real estate, it was incredibly hectic. It was exhausting. March. It was through, tiring. <laughs> March through August was probably the biggest sprint we've ever had when it came to our lifestyle. Yes. And, you know, we, we did all these big transitions and big moves all while having two small children and going over lots of different states. And we went home to Philadelphia, sold our properties. We got them ready, staged, listed. Then we went to New Hampshire while they were all selling so we could be out of the way, which was like a big, long trip from, you know, when you're talking North Carolina all the way up to New Hampshire and back. That's a lot of traveling. So trying to run multiple businesses. Mm -hmm. It was a lot. So when we got back to North Carolina and then we stayed at the cottages because our beach house was still rented for the season, when we finally got back to our beach house, which is now our permanent home on that day, which I think was August August 21st. 21st. (laughs) The fact that we both know that date speaks volumes to how (laughs) nice it was to be back. I have never felt happier like when we walked into this house, I, I, I'm almost crying thinking about it because it was really a stressful couple of months and just exhausting. So when we got back here, it just felt like all of that sprinting and all of that hard work was finally like it had paid off because now we have this new beautiful home, which is our dream home living here next to the ocean. And it just felt amazing. And then we purposefully said well I said and Trav did have to travel a little bit for work but I said when we get back in September well which was actually a little bit earlier in um in August I'm not leaving again until the end of the year like I'm just I'm staying here and I'm not going anywhere um we did take a little unexpected trip which will make my my list um at the end but yeah it's just that feeling of just slowing down getting the kids on a routine and and being being here in our home now um, was amazing. And yeah. I'm super thankful for that. On Instagram, I saw someone mention, I can't remember who it was. Apologies. So if this was you, shout out. Um, someone mentioned, I, I never really thought about the idea of slow travel before I heard Epop talking about it. And, um, you know, we've talked about slow travel a lot and how if you travel slower, there's a lot of opportunities that open up to you and a lot of benefits to it versus fast travel take that same concept and you can apply it to your life. You know, whether that means, you know, fast, go, 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 go. It might not always be travel, but it might be jumping around or doing a ton of activities or always on the move. Um, Or you can slow it down. And I am normally very bad at slowing down, but the pandemic has helped that happen. And you might look at our life and be like, well, that doesn't seem slow at all. Or you might look at it and say, Oh my gosh, I even go faster. It's all relative. We have a friend, Mike, who came on, who who <laughs> was on the podcast uh, talking about his month in the making. I mean, that dude makes us feel like we're going at a tortoise pace, but um, it's all relative. And so, you know, that's one thing that the last year and a half, two years has taught me is it is okay to slow down. And so, yeah, have, you've been more intentional about it than I have, but that has then seeped into what I'm doing as well. So I'm thankful for that. Also, um, Another thing I'm thankful for is in-person meetups. And so this is like quasi unexpected. In a normal year, it would not be unexpected at all. Obviously, with what we have all been going through recently. And, you know, can we meet in groups? Can we not meet in groups? Can we have large events? Can we not have large events? You know, and it, it going back and forth. Um, 
the the one that was really unexpected for me to go to was uh, the Bigger Pockets Conference, which is a real estate conference, which I got asked to speak at. Thank you to Ziana, who's been a guest on this podcast before. She's awesome. Go listen to those episodes. Um, she asked me to, to speak on a panel with her about short-term rentals. And that was great because I didn't even know it was happening. And I got to go to New Orleans and spend three or four days in New Orleans and get to meet a lot of people that I didn't know in the real estate world, which was nice for me because as we transitioned to that being a bigger part of our life, um, the idea of real estate, it was nice to meet people who who pushed me, who um, who I can chat with, who I can mastermind with, you know, who I can run deals by, all that kind of stuff because we didn't really have that that much um, before we started to get in this. The other event which has been planned for, we've been planning for three years was Camp Indy, which was our adult summer camp and conference. Um, I started planning this with my business partner, Jason, and with our, our friend, Vanessa. Uh, so long year ago. 20, 20, end of 2018, you know, it was supposed to happen in June, 2020. Then it was supposed to happen June, 2021. It finally did happen September, 2021. And it was well worth the wait. I hope we don't have to wait that long to do our next one, but it was everything that I wanted the event to be and more. Um, getting together with 80 people in a summer camp in uh, in rural Connecticut and going out there and wakeboarding and climbing big inflatable things and hanging out in the lake and having a 90s, 80s, 90s dance party and you know, pushing people to build their businesses in a certain way and doing ropes courses, just all the sharing meals with people, just all the amazing things that we got to do. It was incredible. And uh, the feedback we've gotten from that. So if you, if you were someone who came or couldn't come, but wanted to come, the feedback we got um, from that, like I just read through even some of it yesterday, again, it brings a tear to my eye. People just talking about how life-changing it was and how after a year and a half to be able to get out and, and be with amazing people again just felt so spectacular. So I, I feel the exact same way and uh, quasi-unexpected. We did not know last Thanksgiving if we were going to be able to pull it off. And I think all the way up until we did pull it off, we weren't sure what was going to happen. So I'm glad we got to. And my hope is that that will be easier in the future to do it as an annual event. So super thankful for the the two bigger in-person events that I got to go to this year. Yeah, it's nice to have those options again after a year of, you know, being scared to talk to your neighbor, essentially, then you get to go to this to these events again. And I know everybody in the world is just excited, like artists, musicians, all these people getting back out and doing doing stuff. It feels good. So I'm glad that you were able to pull that off. Um, my next one is um, number five, which is how we've created new jobs slash roles for ourselves. Now, I'm going to be pretty transparent here and say that the year of 2020 was a very challenging year financially for us because, you know, we were a travel website and podcast and in a pandemic when no one's traveling and you have a podcast and you lose your sponsors and you're not making money off of your travel industry anymore. You know, that was, that was really, really tough for us. So I know that everybody says, you know, to pivot and that the word itself pivot is like an annoying, but trending thing. That's exactly what we had to do as entrepreneurs. And it felt good to kind of make this year, 2021 about that intentional, like, what are we going to do with our businesses and really focusing a lot more on real estate because we found that Number one, we really, really love it and we're passionate about it. I think we're pretty good at it. And it also provided us with income that we were missing out on in the year 2020. So we had to figure out another way to replace that. So I am really thankful for having these new business ventures and that it's been successful year for us so far i try not to say too much because i've got other uh, it, it comes yeah. up in, a lot of what you're saying comes no up on my list and that makes sense of course yeah. in these in these last year or two where we've done a lot we always do a lot together but there's um less i don't want to say less things happening but less 
huge things happening, you know, when it comes to travel in past years where there's so many different experiences. Yeah. But yes, I am I am in agreement. I'm, I want to talk about that in, in a moment right. as well when it comes down to, especially about our roles. Um, one of the things that I'm thankful for is this idea of coaching. So I feel like when you talk about coaching, it people fall into one of two buckets. Like I want to say the bucket that I was in when I was in a regular job and, and just kind of not an entrepreneur was just like, well, coaching is just sports coaching. Like for me, that's what it was. It was like, okay, I had a coach, like a soccer coach in high school, a tennis coach, this and that. I never really thought about the idea of having a coach to help me in various facets of my life and our entrepreneurship. And I feel like a lot of people in that bucket fall into this, well, you should have a coach for everything because why wouldn't you learn from someone who is more experienced, who you would pay, they'd hold you accountable, they would help you fast track, they would show you all the mistakes that they've made, they would just basically get you there faster with less heartache and um, and make you a better version of yourself. Um, but that was not ever in my purview when I was just, uh, you know, working a regular job. And maybe some of you in regular jobs, that that is something you've invested in before, but it certainly wasn't for me. In the last two years, I, I've really taken this idea of coaching, of getting coached, of being a coach, because I think there's so much value in getting wisdom from other people who have been there. And so for me in the last year, there's two people I was introduced to uh, and two very different facets of life when it comes to coaching, but I was introduced to them both by the same person. So shout out to Jamie Atkinson, our buddy who now lives in Costa Rica. He introduced me to a business coach that he was using that now I use and love and is one of the most impactful people in my last year. And his name is Stan. And uh, when I say business coach, I think that sells it short. I think a lot of what I learned from Stan is business, but a lot of it is also much further reaching than that. And it really is about how we can continue to grow with the business that we have and create an impact um, that is longer lasting um, for, for our family financially, but also has a bigger impact on others as well. And Heth, you actually got to meet Stan in person for the first yeah. time just a couple days mm -hmm. ago. Yes. So he came and hung out with our family. So that's been super important. The other person was uh, was Elias, who you also got to meet and got to get coached by. And he was our surf coach when we were down in Costa Rica. And so obviously two totally different types of coaching, right? One is a physical skill, surfing. One is a much more abstract idea of, of business coaching and things like that. But I have been super thankful. And I would say it is unexpected because a year and a half ago, two years ago, I, I had never really invested much money in coaching. And uh, now I'm all, all about it, whether it be a skill that I want to learn that's a hobby, i.e. surfing or something that's business related or, you know, that's going to grow the stuff that we do in, in the work world, let's call it that. Um, I am all in on the idea of coaching and I love coaching people as well. And we have helped coach people in real estate recently. We've also helped coach people become location independent and build their own businesses over at Location Indie. So it's just, it's a cool world that I've been introduced to recently that I see no turning back, no matter what we want to learn and skills that we want to have. I know that you're a big proponent of it too, is getting help from other people who have done it before you. Yeah. I, I have always, since the beginning, you know, wanted to do more with hiring people who are smarter than us to help us. So I'm glad that this was your year for that. My number six is something that we've mentioned a little bit already, but the intentional choice to officially move to North Carolina. Although, it, although our driver's license is still Pennsylvania. Our cars are still registered <laughs> in Pennsylvania. I actually said to Heather the other day, I'm like, what what makes it a fit? Like, how do we make it official? How do we alert like yeah all these like the credit bureaus well, yeah, and all these random things our that billing we have address? Moved. Like when I buy something I and online, um, I always have to make sure the billing address is still our old address because then it will decline the credit card. So we've got to figure that out. But yeah, I mean, last Thanksgiving, you know, we had thrown out the idea that maybe we wanted to be in North Carolina permanently because we love this town and we love our house so much here but you know I was not ready really officially yet to make that move it had only interesting. been interesting I I thought I mean, we were pretty pretty I, soft well 
last Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. I, I myself was not. Travis, I'm sure, was ready because he's always ready to move on. And he was like, yeah, let's let's do this. But, you know, for me, um, I was a little more reluctant. I thought it was going to be almost impossible to give up the support of our friends and family and not just the support, but you know, the interactions and our kids growing up, I still sometimes get sad thinking about not being around all of those people. Cause we had so many people there, um, that we spend our time with. So for me, last Thanksgiving, I can say that I was not 100% ready to make that decision. And then you know, when we left and went to Costa Rica and when we were coming back to the States, I thought, well, I don't, I don't really miss Philadelphia, but I miss our beach house. And that's kind of when I knew, all right, let's do this. You know, let's put our house on the market and move to North Carolina. So for me, that was a bit unexpected that I would, that I would do it anyway. Um, also I'm thankful because it was hard and easy at the same time to make the decision hard because of all the things I just mentioned with leaving our friends and family, but easy because we love living at the beach so much. It literally is our dream and the freedom that we have that we were able to pursue that dream. Then we just did it because, you know, we've always talked about for years, oh, where would we live? If we could live anywhere, where would it be? And it was always at the beach, at the beach, you know, and we didn't we, know exactly what beach, right. but we certainly didn't know we'd end up in North Carolina. But it was always for us, what's the ideal perfect spot? And it was always, if we could be at the beach in a place that we loved, that's where we'd want to be. Right. But if we had typical nine to five jobs where we had to go to the office every day, even in a pandemic, you know, you still have to be somewhere sometimes. Um, that we were able to just jump on this situation and this opportunity because we can work from anywhere because we have that flexibility. And I know a lot more people out there do have that now because of the pandemic, which has seen an increase in people moving, um, which is great and amazing. So I'm happy that, that we had that. I am as well. And I'm very happy that we were, that's a long clapping. <laughs> that's a lot. I'm very happy that we were on the same page. I mean, a lot of times I think, it can be tough, right? People have different things that they want. There's different reservations about a big decision like moving. And I think it was, it worked out really well for us to not, not everyone can buy a house, but even if you can try, have a trial run and you think you might like something, maybe that means renting a place for three months. Maybe that means buying a place as an investment and moving there, you know, again, on a trial basis, and then if it doesn't work, then just having as investment. That's what we were doing here. But it, I think it really helped us both feel comfortable and confident. Even if we came to that decision, like I came to it quicker, maybe I was a month or two in and I thought, okay, this is where I want to be. And maybe it took you three or four months and then leaving it to know that you needed that, that you wanted it. Um, but I would highly suggest that people are looking to make a life decision like that, especially when it comes to moving, that you do some sort of trial basis. And there's a lot of ways nowadays that you can do it if you have location freedom and a job that allows you to do it, especially with Airbnbs and, and you know, this move for everyone to towards remote work or for most people towards remote work allows you to try different places. And, you know, you might be surprised what you like and what you don't like. And that, I think for us, or at least for me, it really helped because you got to try it on and realize that yes, this is where I want to be. Whereas I'm usually the type of person who's like, I'm sure it'll work, and then and then I talk myself into it working anyway. You got to experience it firsthand and come to that with a little more thoughtfulness behind it. So that was nice. Yes, for sure. I'm gonna tie my last these next two together, and you've mentioned them. Um, you mentioned one of them. I. What, can you see with your glasses on? Can you see my screen? You're reading my screen. Yeah, I'm I just, just don't know if looking you can see over it. at you. Your font is super you. small. I cannot like really read it. So just relax. You can't relax. read it or you can't really read I it? I can't really read it. I would have to lean in a bit closer, okay. you know, and just. All right, I'll relax. Gosh. I just, I want to surprise you. The, especially because <laughs> this one is about you to a degree. <laughs> You're so possessive of your notes on your laptop. I, like, I like it to maybe you should put a shield up so that I can't ever Ooh. peek. I know they have those for phones. Yeah. Maybe I should do that. There you go. I'm going to tie these together because they 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 go together. Um, and one was 
getting the cottages that you already mentioned. Um, the bungalows. Yeah, the bungalows. And you talked about that a little bit and we closed on them in 48 hours or we went under contract in 48 hours. That was a bit unexpected because we were looking for properties in North Carolina last Thanksgiving, kind of. Actually, I wouldn't even say that. When we went away to Costa Rica in December um, or in January, and we came, in January, I was like, Heth, we got to start looking for some investment properties um, in North Carolina because we realized that our place was running out so well. So I will say that while I was looking a little bit in November last year, it was just kind of, you know, testing the waters out. We really started looking in January, February. So I did not know that we would end up, A, with such a unique, cool property, and, and B, I didn't know that we'd end up with anything at all. Um, and so to get those was truly unexpected, and I'm super thankful for them for a few reasons. One, they'll do really well, and they have allowed us uh, to put our spin on a cool, old, awesome, historical property, but modernize them. It has also allowed us to make really good friends with the people who owned them before and who have owned them since the 50s. And so they've become really good friends with us. And so we feel like this truly is a property that we are just taking over and not, you know, cutting the cord with. Like we are just continuing this the journey of this unique parcel of land. And the other thing that is brought is a kind of, an up level in our thinking when it comes to real estate. So these were the most expensive things we've ever bought. Then we had to do, we're in the middle of renovations on them. So you might've listened to that podcast um, that we talked about renovations. So that has brought a new skill. Like we've been able to test our skills there more you than, than I even Heather. And so um, it's just been a cool property to, to really up level what we did before when it came to real estate and to say, okay, now we're playing a little bit bigger of a game. Well, what does another another level up look like? And so that was my second thing that I was thankful for was really the confidence that we have both gained in our real estate skills. Myself as head of acquisitions, <laughs> and I would say for you then as head of design and I guess just design. I was trying to think of another vision. cool word. Design, uh, head of vision and design and implementation. Well, yeah, I mean, like to see a property and know, you know, like what can we do to make this something remarkable? So, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely thankful for that as well. And I would say the two things that have really helped our confidence, three, go sky high, but all three unexpected. Um, one was that our house here in North Carolina, when we went away in January, February, March, rented so incredibly well in the absolute off season. Um, we thought it would kind of rent. We got incredible reviews from people. No joke, one Airbnb review says, when my husband, when I surprised my husband with his house for his, I think, 50th birthday, something like that, he walked in the front door and cried at how beautiful it was. <laughs> um, yeah, that was pretty spectacular to get that review. And also, I actually forgot that when we were also in Costa Rica and the house had only been listed on Airbnb for like two and a half, three weeks, and it had gotten picked up by Condé Nast Traveler's article of the best beach houses in the U.S. to rent on Airbnb. I completely forgot that that had even happened. That was a huge moment um, for me personally, and I that was incredible, and I think that might have also helped too with getting some bookings. I'm not sure, but um, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was my second thing oh, that really it? raised our confidence, yeah. and more for you than me. I mean, yes, I found the property and had to do a lot of due diligence on it, but you made it spectacular into what it was. And so when Condé Nast, unbeknownst to us, named it one of the top 14 beach Airbnbs in the US, I mean, this, we don't have a PR team. We weren't like sending anything. We still don't know how they found it or, or why. Um, I mean, I don't know why it's amazing. It got great reviews like the one we just mentioned and it looked spectacular. They actually used our house as the cover photo for that article. And that is I all mean, on the online. It's not like in the magazine, but still. Okay. You do not have to belittle <laughs> this. I mean, it's online. It, it was well, it's not like the cover photo of one of their magazines. I'm just saying sure, that, that that'll would be, be truly right, spectacular. That'll be next year. That'll be next year. <laughs> but all of that was because of the, the work that you did have in the design and just the amazing ability that you have. And I, I loved that. I got to see that come to fruition because I knew your design skills were awesome. But this gave you a canvas to operate on that was 
better and bigger than you had gotten to operate before. And so I think then when we went and got the cottages, we were like, well, all right, now there's four of these units, but we are both super confident in your skills to make it an amazing, unique, remarkable property, which we've been talking about in our short-term rental series is make your properties unique. And we knew we could do that because we had already done it with this house. We knew we could do that with the cottages. So yeah, getting that recognized by Condé Nast was, was amazing, completely unexpected. And oh, yeah. I should say, we'll be pull the curtain back even more here. We went away on my birthday, January 3rd, for just one night. My parents watched the kids. I uh, think it was my sister, uh, your actually. Sister. Okay, may, they might, yeah, okay. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, Mom, if you played any part of that. Maybe I just give you credit. Um, we went just away for one night, 15 minutes down the road, to stay at a hotel and to do some big vision dreaming for what we wanted out of 2021. And one of your biggest dreams that you wrote was like be featured. And you said like in apartment therapy or something, but have our place featured in something that was like a national publication that, that would show off your design skills. And I don't even know if you truly believed it was going to happen. And within three weeks, it happened. Yeah, I don't even understand. <laughs> After that, like, what could really happen to top that? Well, I guess it could year? be on the real cover <laughs> of the one they send Next out to year. the mailboxes. But yeah. Yeah. And then the third thing that I just wanted to mention confidence in our real estate skills was Netflix deciding that they were going to use our house to film a show. Now, or film a movie. Now, they came in and changed the whole house around. Yeah. But, so it wasn't really about the design uh, of our house. No, but it was because. Th- they walked through our house and they saw how amazing it could be and they knew they had to change it for for the theme of the movie. But we had like, you know, I, I don't know, B-list celebrities? Uh, maybe D-list. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Kate Bosworth. What What is it? Andy McDowell and... Um, Dermot Mulroney. Dermot Mulroney. Whatever you would consider them. Awesome people <laughs> in our house taking pictures and talking about how amazing it was. And these are people who obviously probably have amazing places and have been to amazing places around the world. So that gave us confidence. Like, okay, they picked our house. Yes, they had to change around the decor, but they were sitting here talking about how amazing this house was. So it gave me confidence as head of acquisitions. That, oh, go. man, we could find some pretty amazing properties we that sure we're even can. wowing, you know, Hollywood celebrities here. So there you go. that felt good. That felt good. So confidence in our real estate skills, completely unexpected because when we started last Thanksgiving, we, you know, we had just gotten this house. We didn't really truly know how good we could make it and how good it could be until we got our hands dirty and we're super proud of how all of it turned out. So my last one is bringing it back to travel because after all, this was, is, started out as a travel podcast and we will still be talking about travel. Um, oh yeah. Going Don't forward. Think we're going Don't anywhere worry. With somebody, travel, somebody on Instagram was like, I like this season about the real estate, but are you going to talk about travel again? Yes. We will talk about yes, travel yes, yes, again. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> we still love traveling and um, next year, hopefully we'll be doing some cool trips, but the trips that we took this year that I'm thankful for, and they were unexpected, is go, first of all, going to Costa Rica. That was unexpected because even at Christmas, like, well, maybe not Christmas Day, but, you know, when we left North Carolina, Travel's like, do you want to go to Costa Rica? I was like, I'm not sure. Let's get our house listed first. Let's see if it rents. You know, like, I'm not dying to get on a flight in a pandemic. But, you know, I was still really apprehensive and a little bit scared about traveling with our kids in a pandemic. Well, and, and rightfully so. Yeah. And we've gotten a lot of blowback. I'm just going to throw this out there because I'm going to say something nice about our listeners in just a second. But we got a lot of feedback from people and negative reviews on the podcast about like, I can't believe you're traveling during COVID, this and that. Listen, we've done a podcast about why we did that. We stand behind it 100%. So if you um, left one of those negative reviews, that's totally fine. If you're still listening and left it, well... Thanks for still listening. But um, that was a very conscious decision that we spent hours and hours and hours thinking about and also contacted a ton of people on the ground in Costa Rica. Ultimately, are very happy that we made the decision to go to Costa Rica. And we talk at length about that in that podcast episode, which was actually the most popular podcast episode of the entire last year, why we decided to travel to Costa Rica. I didn't even know that, but... Just giving um, you a little stats ahead of yeah, time. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, so I am really happy that we decided to go and do that. And we had good experiences. And, you know, we still tried to be as safe as possible while traveling um, in a pandemic at the same amount of safety precautions that we took here in the U.S. So anyway, 
all of that to say, I'm really glad that we went and it was an incredible experience and for both us and for our kids. And then the second trip that we took that was completely unexpected was the very spontaneous trip that we took to New Hampshire um, at the end of August. So we went to New Hampshire. We drove from Philadelphia to New Hampshire in July while we were selling our house in Philadelphia. We spent time with my mom and went to the lake and that was really fun. And, you know, that was a good trip. But it rained a lot. And so when we left, a we were lot. like, oh, man, I don't, we're good on New Hampshire for a little while. A lot. However, <laughs> and that's not usually typical. Every day. It rained it's every day. It's not that and typical was, to be that miserable weather in July in New Hampshire. But it was freezing. Like there were days it was 60 yeah. degrees. So that is not the trip that I am most thankful for, even though it was lovely to be with my mom. Um, it was cold. So when my niece was going to be getting married, at the end of August, you know, I was like, I don't think we can do it. I don't think we can go. We can't drive from North Carolina. It's too far. Uh, we just moved. We just got back into our house. All of these reasons why we shouldn't go. But then, you know, all my family was like, well, you know, everybody's going. We haven't seen people in such a long time because of the pandemic. We're usually we're having, you know, small, large family get togethers, you know, at least once a year with all of our my extended family in New Hampshire. So Anyway, long story short, we were like, let's just go for it. Trav looked up flights. We found pretty easy flights from Wilmington back to Philly, actually, Philly to Manchester, New Hampshire. And even though it was difficult because not only was it, you know, last minute, but then we get to the airport, our flight was delayed. We had to come back the next morning at like five o'clock in the morning. I, at that point, I was like, maybe we should just skip it and not go. We had all these obstacles in our way, but we just did it. We got up that morning super early, got up there just in time to change and go to the wedding and just to see all of our family that we hadn't seen in a year and a half and have a spontaneous trip was kind of like, yeah, this is what we used to love so much and just reminded me of that. So I'm yeah. thankful that we did it. And the weather was so much nicer. It was And it was nicer. so less so less cold. So I guess it would be warmer. That's <laughs> less cold. It so was much warmer. warmer. So much warmer. Um, yeah, travel is obviously a big part of our lives. So we'll always continue to be a big part of our lives, um, God willing, and that, that we have the health to be able to do that and the financial situation to be able to do that. Um, obviously, it has been different in the last 18 months, but... One of the things that hasn't changed and the last thing that I'm thankful for, and this is how I've ended at least the last couple shows, is for you guys, the listeners. Um, oh, yes, of course. And the reason this is unexpected is not that you all, all you all, or y'all, I should say now. Yeah. Not that y'all are amazing. That's, that's, we know that. That has been true year after year after year after year after year. And we are just um, simply amazed at how awesome all of you are. And the feedback that we get and the Instagram comments and um, the people who recognize us when we're out on the street, sometimes by our face. But honestly, more recent or more likely that some people have recognized by our us by our voices when mm -hmm. we've met people out, uh, which has been cool. But what I'm continually amazed by, and this was unexpected, is that when we started this podcast nine years ago, that we would be this far in and still doing the podcast. There's a lot of things we did in our business then that we don't do now. There's a lot of changes we made. There's a lot of pivots we've done. <laughs> but one thing that we've stayed true to, and it's because of the incredible community that's been built here through this, is our podcast. And um, so there's the thing that I saw yesterday called the pod fade. And I'm like, what's a pod fade? And there is a, a huge study done. And they say that most podcasts, because obviously podcasts are way more popular now than they were nine years ago. And, and way, there are way more podcasts being released. But the pod fade is that after seven shows, a huge percentage of podcasts will stop. And so for us to be 487 shows in, and that doesn't include some of the extra ones we've done. So we're, we're really, you know, over 500 at this point. Um, it's incredible. We have not pod faded. Have. Mm, no, we certainly haven't. <laughs> we have not. And so I just want to say thankful uh, that we're super thankful for all of you. I did want to, I, I like to give the stats. So every year this, uh, this allows me to go in and go check the stats. And uh, to this day, we are still one of the biggest independent podcasts out there. So podcasts have become much more popular. You, you've you seen it. Some of your, probably your favorite podcasts out there are produced by incredible companies. But I mean, we're talking behemoth companies like NPR and, and big production companies and, 
you know, they have multiple podcasts and they have producers and interns and people doing research. It's just Heather and I and a few mics. And occasionally we have Chris edit our podcast, but some of them we just do ourselves here right on the fly. Um, and so to be an independent podcast and to not have any of that backing and to have this many shows under our belt and to have as many downloads as we have, uh, we are super proud of it, but also super thankful to you. So the amount of downloads... As of right now, as this recording, 5,138,035 downloads. So this year, we broke 5 million the 5 million mark. Wow. Uh, that is 592,000 downloads in the past year. We have 820 ratings on iTunes or excuse me, Apple Podcasts. Uh, if I could ask you to do one thing, if you've gotten to the end of the show and you like the show, go leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. That's super helpful. We only had 86 new ratings this year. And like I mentioned- That's a lot though, I feel. that That's decent. Guys, mm. can you get us to a thousand? That's 180 more. Uh, if you're listening, we'd love, love, love for you to go rate it. Um, as I mentioned, there was a lot of haters going to hate, especially about the us traveling to Costa Rica. So it was less about the podcast and more about us traveling to Costa Rica. Um, I get it. Everyone's allowed to have their own opinion. We told you why we did it. If you don't agree with it, that's okay. But um, if you do like the show, leave us a rating. That'd be super helpful. I do want to call out just a few that I saw in the last uh, last little bit that came in. Um, one says, love the host, really enjoy the show, especially the host as they discuss the real side of travel. As a family with two young kids, we really enjoy when they discuss how to travel with a family. So thank you, Thad Farm. Um, and also see you there. Just put recent, this was our last review, A plus in my book. I followed on your, your journey on your podcast since the beginning, your charm and being able to communicate to your audience is the greatest. Thank you. And a lot of emojis there. Um, CCG exclamation point. Left us three stars. He just said, bummer, it pivoted. Oh, there's that word again. <laughs> to real estate, long-time listener when it was travel-related, but sadly, now they focus on Airbnb and short-term rental info. Don't worry, CCG, exclamation point. We got more travel coming for you. Um, so, yeah, guys, if you like it, be super awesome if you left a review. Um, we are f technically, as I mentioned, 487 shows in. Um 35 new shows this last year and nine we re-released as our greatest hits. So thank you guys also for staying with us over the last year as we've missed some time on, on purpose intentionally. And also as we've decided to transition to the new model of doing seasons where we deep dive on a specific episode. So if you are someone who's like, hey, I've listened to your short-term rental stuff on real estate. That's not really my jam, but I've still liked it. Great. If you loved it because we've helped you get a short-term rental, that's great too. If you're looking for travel content, we got that coming up. We so, sure do. We've got the next season coming out in January and we'll let you know what it is soon. We will. Um, so thank you guys so much for being an amazing community. Again, we are you know, nine years down the road here. I never, ever, ever when we started in 2012 would have imagined that. And so I want to leave it with just a question for you, Heth. Do you have any guesses? And this is going to be hard. So, just what comes to mind? I want your gut reaction. Oh boy! Because I have two that Put I just wrote down. Spot. What comes to mind? Do you have any guesses at unexpected stuff that may happen to us next year? Now, I know taking a guess at unexpected stuff is a strange <laughs> thing to ask. Okay. But any thoughts of like, oh my gosh, maybe this will happen? Something unexpected that I want to happen, or that sure. I think will happen. Go for it. Oh, you tell me yours first because okay. that's not fair. I'm sure you, because I know you, you've thought about this for probably 30 minutes. I, I actually gave myself one minute one to put minute. my answers down. All right. Um, I don't know if these, are, I don't see how these will happen, but who knows? One, we might buy a property internationally. Again, I, I don't know what it would look like. I don't even know what country we go to. <laughs> we don't have any plans to do it, but I'm always curious. And we have a few friends who have done it. So maybe we end up with an international property next year. And the other one was maybe we have a TV show. Again, I don't even know if I want a TV show <laughs> or have any desire to do a TV show. Those are just two random things that popped in my head that I'm like, huh, maybe next year these will happen to be on the list. Probably not, but you never know. Yeah. Um, I can't think of unexpected things. I'm sorry. I'm just going to pass on this because I makes, it makes fine. me super that's anxious. Fine. Fine. I, <laughs> I don't like unexpected things. I like intentional things. All right. Well, there sorry. you go. We're different. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening. If you do a Thanksgiving thanks and you write it out, um, throw us some, throw us what you were thankful for on 
Instagram. We've been loving, 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 continue to love the interaction there. That's the best way to interact with us. It's always weird when you have a podcast because there's no real easy connection to make. The best way to do that is on Instagram. So if you write out stuff you're thankful for, especially if it's unexpected, throw it to us on Instagram. We'd love to hear that. And have an awesome, awesome, happy Thanksgiving if you're in the States, y'all. Lightning struck in an open plain And we forgot this old city's name See your breath on window pane Let's just talk till it strikes again On my way through I saw you on my way On my way through I saw you And I'll see you again Someday So, note for the audio, one thing you guys can't see is anything that's happening, like if it was on camera. And I always try to read Heather's gestures and she does mine. I have no idea what this last gesture was. She put her headphones down so we stopped talking and put the outro music on and starts rubbing her palms and then rubbing her palms on my leg. And I think she's saying like, I'm nervous and I have sweaty palms. And now she's just laughing uncontrollably and like fanning her face with her hand. So okay. goodness, because you put me on the spot. I get so anxious when you do that. Oh, okay. And usually I can, you know, come up with something about that last That, that was, was a like, really tough one. That was really tough. So all right, I'm going to put cool. you on the spot, but it's. It, I hope you don't get as nervous. Do we have a butterball turkey in our fridge? What are we making for Thanksgiving? Is it a butterball? I don't even know. Are it's... we repping our ho- ho- now officially home <clears throat> state of North Carolina? It's from Costco, so I don't know. We have to go check if it's a butterball. All right. Sorry for making you so nervous. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, guys.